Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, okay. Okay, it's another special one, you guys. Hello, my people, my people, my people, my people. And this is way off right now. Okay, there we go. All right, it sounds a little bit better. How y'all doing today, beautiful people? <laughs> so uh, we got a special one for you today. Uh, this is the Kinetic PE Mix Show, the only show where you can transform with the vibes. Uh, so you know, I got that little bit of that uh, that 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 workout music. That work it. That work it. That work it, that work it, that work it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we're gonna have fun here tonight. Uh, we got we got some old school blues for you. You know, we got um well some old school R and B and we got some blues for you on the way. Um and you know, and we got an interview, a special, very special interview for my good buddy. For my very good buddy, uh, Ray Blank Blankley. You, so you're going to get that interview just shortly here. He's on the way. Um, and then you might have another interview uh, in, into the hour from Ashley Woods. So uh, so she might be on the way too. You know, uh, it's not completely confirmed, yet, but she might be on the way too. So two interviews today. So this is going to be a two-hour show. So it's going to be plenty of music, you know, saying plenty of fun. So, um, without further ado, we, I think we're going to get into our, our first interview. So, like, you know, he's on the way. So, you know. So, with that being said, uh, I'm going to let this uh, play our way out. <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> All right, you guys. So, uh, enjoy the interview. You know, um. Uh, and if you got any questions afterwards, leave them in the chat. Leave some feedback. You know, prepare to share this. You know what I'm saying? Let's enjoy ourselves. So there's our buddy Ray right there. You know what I'm saying? So he just stepped in. So let's uh, go ahead and get to the interview. Hello, Hello my, my people, people, my people, my people. people. Welcome, Welcome back, back to, to the Next Mix Show. show. Uh, we uh, definitely have a good time, time here tonight, and uh, tonight we got our first guest, guest of the back here on this two-hour special. Uh, he is uh, definitely crushing it out in the industry. He's uh, been doing some, 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 some real, real good things uh, that, you know, you guys want to prepare to 
get a, get a pencil, pencil and, and paper, paper out for this particular part of the show here tonight. And you, you definitely want to have your ears glued uh, closer to your earphones if you happen to be having earphones on. I don't know how you're listening. Or if you're watching, you know, come a little bit closer and uh, be, prepared, be prepared to uh, take notes. But he has successfully bootstrapped multiple six and seven-figure location independent online businesses. Our guest here tonight, he defines himself as a serial entrepreneur. Technically, he's also the CEO of three companies, uh, but he don't use that much. Uh, so uh, he's going to teach you tonight how to bootstrap uh, the business of your dreams. He's an award-winning Filipino-American entrepreneur. Uh, he and his businesses have appeared in Entrepreneur Magazine, The Forbes, The Boston Globe, and many other top publications. He's CEO of... Uh, uh, one of the most recent ventures that he's on, podcasthawk.com, which he launched in January 2020. Uh, so on that one, we're going to start with first. So I'm talking about no other than the great, the latest, uh, Rod Blankney. Uh, so uh, let's bring in where I, uh, excuse me, Rob. I said Rob. <laughs> Ray, it's Ray. Yeah. How's it going, Ray? Uh, it's going well, Marcus. How's it going with you? I'm doing good. You, normally, I don't call people Ray, uh, Rob, you know, so. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's so, my you know. uncle's name. So, you know, you're not too far off. It's in the family, okay. right? Yeah. So it, there's an R name. So, you know, so <laughs> how's it going, Ray? So, you know, uh, give us give us your spill of uh, who you are and, and what you're doing, my good brother. Yeah. So here's the 30 second kind of elevator pitch of who I am. I was born in the Philippines. I grew up in Istanbul, Turkey. My dad's from the United States, but grew up in Rhodesia. And I have been living in Mexico for the last 12 years because my wife's Mexican. So that's kind of the basics of who I am. For a living, I bootstrap online businesses, six and seven figures, most of them from my home in my pajamas. Uh, so no VC money, no taking money out of the, you know, from the banks. It's all about starting, putting in the hustle in the beginning, then reinvesting all the money right back into it for the first like six months, year, not taking any of it out to kind of grow them up to the seven figures. That's kind of my specialty. And under normal circumstances, I love to travel, but you know, the last. That's kind of I've been at home a lot these days. Yeah. So I, I got I got tons of questions, uh, you know, because because like I have been bootstrapping, you know, all my life too, and um, well, ever since I made the switch to entrepreneur uh, back into 2010. So I, I definitely uh, going to enjoy this conversation personally. <laughs> so, uh, so when you know when I heard the word bootstrap or when I read the word bootstrap, I said, oh yeah, I got to talk to this guy. Nice. Uh, so, so you know. In terms of like the the businesses you started, you know, give us the give us the full list because they're you know I I, I know I mentioned podcast hawk, but tell us uh, all of the ones, all of them. Oh wow, I would have to really because a lot of them failed, right? So I got a lot of things on that <laughs> list that I I, I probably. I've made a conscious effort to forget, but let's see some of the ones that have been at least moderately successful. So my first business was a chain of brick and mortar language schools in Mexico that I started with my wife. We sold those in 2012. Mm -hmm. My biggest business is LiveLingua.com. It's an online language school, the third biggest in the world, and the only one of the top three that doesn't have millionaires sponsoring it. I mean, we bootstrapped it in all our competition, have 10 and $20 million of VC money behind them. And we're that like little scrappy business in there trying to compete with them. Um, let's see. I owned a chocolate factory in the Philippines for about five years. That made money. It just didn't make enough money to make it worth my time to continue. So I sold my stocks. Right. I guess it was like three or four years ago now. 
um, on that. I run a website called twidgecape.com. It's got 200,000, over 200,000 now registered users in K through 12, primarily in the United States. It's like a social network to be used for, by schools. I run a marketing agency called the Infinite Upcycle, which is a content amplification agency. We specialize on specifically taking you know, the content created by our clients and amplifying it across the web. So we take care of all the additional stuff over there. And my most recent venture, as you mentioned, is something called podcasttalk.com because just like your show, I've been trying to get on podcasts recently and that's not that easy. And my background is I'm a, I'm a software engineer. So I figured I'm like, okay, I tried to get on podcasts. The process was very tedious. So there's got to be a better way to do this. So I wrote a quick piece of software one weekend just to see if it was like feasible. My idea was feasible. It was. And so now I have two programmers um, working and uh, an assistant working for me. And, you know, we're building it up and it's still in beta, but we hope to get it out launched by mm. the end of this year. Yeah, I checked out the website. It looks it looks amazing. Um, yeah, it's definitely going to answer all of the questions, and 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 definitely get to get to the solutions. Get give you the solutions that you know many people are like maybe kind of got their ears wrapped around trying to figure out like the aerobics cube of uh, <laughs> landing that. Podcast. It's not easy. I mean, you know, there's no good way to search them. Half the podcasts don't even continue after their first five, 10 episodes. Right. Mm-hmm. So you'll spend half your time reaching out to people who aren't even active anymore. So what, you know, yeah. without going too much into detail, podcast talks is essentially a search engine. So you kind of go in there and say, Hey, I want to be on business podcasts that have at least 10 episodes that in their title, they have the word, I don't know, e-commerce, right? Because you're in right. the e-commerce space or in their description of one of their podcast shows, they have e-commerce and they've made an episode. They've released an episode in the last 30 days. All you do is hit search. Boom. A big list comes back or a small list, depending on how specific your search is. Um, you pick out the list you like and you say, okay, that's good. You hit save. And then we have this, like uh, the next page will ask you to create an email sequence, you know, four emails. Yeah. Which lets you like auto-populate the people's names and everything like that. You hit and then you hit save on that. Boom, you're done. And depending on your plan, we send out 25, 50, or 100 pitches a day, and you just sit back and you wait for them to reply. So if you get on a podcast, you just get something in your inbox saying, "Hey, yeah, I'd love to have you on my show. Book a time." So you know it does all of that automatically for you. So within like five minutes, you set it up, and then you just sit back. If you're in a big enough field and you get thousands of podcasts next six months, you know you'll just be getting podcast booking emails almost every day in your inbox, and all you got to do is show up and talk about what you're passionate about on these shows. So you so you don't even have to like actually do the pitches, you know. So it's it's removing that extra step of pitching. That's it. It will do the pitches for you, and it'll have the kind of if you've ever used one of those email systems in the past where you can kind of yeah. insert different things in there, we'll do that. So it won't be generic. We have the people's. We have most of the people's names. We'll have you can insert the shows. You know the show's name as well. You can customize each email that goes out. Uh, what we recommend is like if you're pitching to the big boys like Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan, yeah, yeah don't use your generic pitch that you're sending <laughs> yeah. to everybody else. Exactly. I'm like, put some work into that one, right? Right. Um, what we have internally that helps you decide whether the podcast is worth the effort is we're right now working with a data scientist to come up with an algorithm for podcasts. Because right now, if you're not in the top 200 in Google, in sorry, in iTunes, you're not really ranked, right? Anything lower right. than 200 you, and in your category, you're not anywhere. But there's some amazing podcasts with a decent amount of listeners that won't make it to the top 200 in entrepreneurship or the top 200 in language learning that are worth you getting on. There might be much more niche. Um, I was doing an analysis yesterday. There are a lot of podcasts about Disney theme parks, for example, right? I have no idea why, but there are a ton of those. <laughs> yeah. Those won't be on the top 200. 
Right. But if you're opening a theme park and you have a small theme park in your town and you want to pub, you know, publicize it, you might want to get on those podcasts. Yeah. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to rank every single podcast. We have 1.2 million of them in our database mm-hmm. from like zero to 1.2 million. And we'll give you a score to zero to 100 makes it easier to read. And so you'll be able to look at these podcasts and say, okay, this podcast is over 70 out of 100. Yeah, I'm going to customize that pitch. But anything below that, I'm just going to use more of a generic pitch to kind of pitch up, you know, to send out the email. Because their their listenership, there might have some, but it's not worth my time spending an hour researching their page and doing a custom pitch. So that's a long answer. Quick one is if you just want to do the shotgun method, you just use a template for everybody and you hit save and we will email everybody. Oh, that's, man, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited about that. But then I'm also kind of concerned, like, well, man, is, is it going to force me to do more research? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I like, I like that, man. You know, that's really awesome. And, uh, and it really, you know, really, uh, ties into, you know, um, your story into, you got a real, real good backstory as to why you did it too. Uh, so which is really great, pretty amazing, you know, uh, and it, a lot, a lot of why you started your business is, is kind of tied to your backstory, you know, usually, right? That's it. Actually, I always like to say there are two kinds of entrepreneurs in the world, right? Mm-hmm. They're those visionary entrepreneurs. Okay. You know, Steve Jobs, um, Bill Gates, all these people who created things we didn't even know we needed, right? We right. didn't need an iPhone until he created the iPhone and now everybody needs an iPhone, right? I'm not one of those guys. I, you know, Elon Musk rockets the space. No. Um, <laughs> then there's this other category of entrepreneurs, which is the people who see a need, see that nobody's doing it or they're not doing it well. And then build a right. business to do it. That's the kind of entrepreneur I've always been. So the story kind of following my businesses through is we started a brick and mortar language school in Mexico, mm-hmm. me and my wife. I knew nothing about business. I'm a computer programmer by training, nothing about business. But my wife is a teacher, so I'm like, yeah, we'll figure something out. So we launched it. Luckily, it was very successful within three. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Three months, we were fully booked. Six months down the road, Mexican swine flu hit. And suddenly, they cold closed off the entire country. And this was a, it was, it was a language school where like Americans and Europeans would come and study Spanish in Mexico. Yeah. So you close out the borders, we had no students. Exactly. So my wife had the idea of like, hey, why don't we just reach out to our old students? This is back in what, 2008? And say, hey, via Skype, would you like to continue classes with us? And I was like computer program. I'm like, why don't we just make a really dinky website and just see if anybody else wants it, right? Outside of our old students. Right. So I put up this embarrassing looking website. I mean, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm the guy who does the code behind it. So right. it looked awful. And I kind of threw it up on the web. I know something called SEO, search engine optimization. So I made a rank number one in Google. It was a lot easier back in 2008. Yeah. And for everybody, <laughs> for everybody, for everybody. Exactly. And so boom, we ranked number one. 
to our shock, within three months, we were making more money off of that online school than we were in our brick and mortar mm. school, which was already, we was, was, was full again. Swine flu was like, you know, we thought it was going to be the, what COVID is now, but it kind of just fizzled out in 30 days. Yeah. So within 60 days, the school was fully booked. But within 90 days, we were making much more on a side hustle. I mean, it was like 30 minutes yeah. of work a day. Um, so that's because we saw the need. We had the need. We moved into the online school. My marketing agency is the same thing. I started doing marketing for my business. I had a team and I didn't, didn't quite have enough work for them. So I'm like, why don't we just offer this service to other people? So I was making an agency and now they're doing it for multiple clients in addition to myself. And podcast talk is exactly that. I saw a need. I'm like, I, I want to get on podcasts. Um, I've had my own podcast in the past and I have one right now, but it's a solo podcast. We're actually number one in Canada, number three in the United States in language learning um, for in, in the category of language learning. But my podcasts were there are a lot of work, as you know. I'm like, wow, this yeah. is a lot of work. Um, so why don't I just appear on other people's podcasts? And all my respects to you, Marcus, but I'm like, then all I have to do is talk and they produce and they, do, you know, <laughs> they're the ones who distribute. They do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then I tried doing it and it was really hard to find podcasts to appear on. You can't go on iTunes and say, let me just find some podcasts that do interviews and what other contact information and who do I email to get on these shows? No, no, no. You got to go and, you know, search Google and, go to their websites and hopefully they have a contact form and maybe a, you know, or a, an email somewhere there. So to find each one might take you 30 minutes. Imagine going to 1.2 million podcasts and it takes you 30 minutes for each podcast. I haven't done the math, but you'd probably be doing the rest of your life. You'd yeah, just be going through it'd that. It'd be a lifetime life. situation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I created Podcast Talk. So you can see right. what I recommend to new entrepreneurs is just kind of keep an eye out to what you need. And if you kind of, you need it, you go and look for it and like nobody's doing it. Ask yourself, can I do that? You know, could I provide that service to somebody? Because if I'm looking for it, somebody else is probably looking for it as well. Yeah, yeah, I really like that, Ray. You know, you, you really, really honing in on you know what a lot of people right now they you know they they might be in that situation right now. They they want to be an entrepreneur, but they don't know where to start. They don't know what they should do, and they're feeling kind of trapped. They're feeling kind of stuck, and so in, in in this particular case, you you just gave us some clear clear examples, some clear direction on you know just drawing from your own experience and on how you guys started and on, on, on how they could potentially you know, catapult themselves to moving on in a transformational journey to becoming an entrepreneur uh, so you know I, I think for for many you know right now and COVID right now they they got they got they got time right now um well they you know I, I guess we got time so <laughs> <laughs> so so for you to 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 be able to be so driven and, 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 you know, I guess like focus would be, you know, uh, a good recipe. How, mm -hmm. how do you maintain that focus? How, how are you able to, I, I guess, stick with one and then before you're moving on to another, or are you just juggling all of them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. And so I went through phases like every entrepreneur does. So the story is, you know, the first business I launched was a brick and mortar school that worked. I launched an online school that worked and I was like, I don't get why this whole business thing is so hard. Why do people write books about it? I'm like, this is easy, right? <laughs> so yeah. for the next two years, I spent just every idea that came to my mind, I threw up a website for it. And I threw, you know, right. and not only did my two businesses that were working did not grow. I was lucky they didn't even, they didn't get smaller in those two years, mm -hmm. but they didn't grow. None of those ideas I had in those two years worked because every month 
to three months, I was moving from one idea to another. So it's not like I had this great vision that, hey, I got to be disciplined and stick to this. I went through and did what a lot of entrepreneurs, the shiny object syndrome, right? Yeah. So I went out there and I was like, hey, oh, that's cool. Let's do that. That's cool. Let's do that. E-commerce, drop shipping, selling eBooks. I mean, you know, just throwing up all this stuff. It was a waste of time. What happened after that, that kind of focused me was Google did an algorithm update. And I lost LiveLingua overnight. Like literally, we were number one in the world. I woke up the morning, mm. we were gone from the hundred first hundred pages of Google. I had to build it again. It wasn't called LiveLingua then. It was I had all these little micro pages like SpanishLessonsOnline.com mm. and all the rest of it. Um, and I had a corporate page, LiveLingua, which is just at the bottom of those other pages it says, you know, run by LiveLingua. That was the only kind of relationship I had. It was for tax purposes. Mm. Um, but when I lost the businesses, I knew that my the idea worked, but Obviously, I was getting no new students in. So we focused, my wife and I, for the next two years to build it back up to where it was and then taking it to the next level. So we learned the hard way what not focusing on a business did. I mean, we lost it overnight. We're lucky that, you know, the way our business works, it's kind of not subscription, but students stay with us for extended periods of time. So they buy more packages, buy more hours afterwards. Um so our money didn't disappear, luckily, overnight. It just kind of with our with our churn rate, it went down like, you know, 6% every month, 6% every month. So we needed to start getting and moving it in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That taught me discipline. And ever since, my philosophy is I check if anybody's looking for a product. We were talking about this whole great idea thing, but I take it one step further. You can go into Google and figure out how many people on the Internet are looking for your product, right? You go into something called Google t- Keyword Tools. You put in Spanish Tutors. It'll tell you how many people every month look for Spanish tutors. Whatever product you're looking to do, service you're looking to do, that would be one of the steps that you do. If you find that the numbers make sense at that point, then I say you should dedicate at least two years to trying out whether your idea is worthwhile before giving up on it. Generally, in my experience, if you're bootstrapping, it'll take six to 12 months before you start making any kind of significant money on a business. I mean, no matter what you do. If you have a millions of dollars in the bank, yeah, totally different ball game, right? You throw it all at Facebook ads and PPC. But if you have millions of dollars in the bank, what are you doing? I mean, like, go, go and relax a little bit. You don't <laughs> yeah, have to be exactly. doing this. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah then but for most of us, yeah. exactly. Just do it for fun and just take yeah. your time. But I'm saying, you know, for most of us, we don't have that, you know, a rich dad that'll give us millions of dollars. So we have to kind of hustle, do it ourselves. And that is going to take time. And that's exactly what you said at the beginning, right? Right now we have the time. Generally, we might not have the money, we have the time. So to start a business, you need time and money. You have a lot of money, it takes a lot less time. You have no money, it's going to take you a lot more time. So keep that in mind. Two years to figure out whether it works. If it's not making money in two years, yeah, then give it up. Um, because then there's, you know, don't stick to it longer than that. And I see a lot of people that do that. They kind of get emotionally attached to their idea. Mm-hmm. This is my baby. I've been working on it for two years. Sorry. If, if it's not generating for you and your family, it's time to let it go and try something else. Put your effort into something else. Right. I love that. So, ladies and gentlemen, you know, boys and girls out there, if you happen to be listening, you know, by yourself or with your parents, uh, go get your parents as well. They might need this information more than you do, but, you know, so, but you, you can use it too, you know. So, uh, we talk with Ray, uh, is it Blankney? Uh, Blankney? Blakeney, Blakeney. Blakeney. Now, don't worry, everybody's gotten it wrong my whole life. I'm good. I, I, I'm said, I, I said, I actually said it right the first time. You did, you did. You yeah. Know, so, uh, but I second guessed myself, you know, so, you know, so, so I always do that with names. So Ray Blankney is who we talking with, the serial entrepreneur, the the, the master of bootstrapping it, you know, so he, he's did it. And so we, we're going to take a quick break here, you know, and let you guys jam out for about two, two quick, uh, well, one minute uh, or so. Uh, so I'm going to get on the turntable real quickly and uh, 
and jam out. You got a favorite song, Ray? I don't know. It keeps changing. I love music. Music's okay. like my art form, right? I mean, I, I, you show me a painting on the wall, I, okay. I don't get it, but music's the only thing to do it. But it depends so much on my mood. Okay. Like if you're in a certain mood, you listen to one thing. If you want another mood, you need another one. So right now I'm kind of tired. So I don't know what I'd listen. Some blues would be really nice right now. Well, you know what? This is this is my old school Thursday. So, I, you know, I'm going to, you know, and I see the guitar in the back. I'm going to put some yeah. blues on for you. Nice. So let's, let's do it. All right. We'll be right back, you guys. This is going out for Ray. <laughs> we about to do this for Ray right now. If you got family out there, you got. I know you got family out there. Boosie did this one a while ago. Yeah. Exclusive blues mix, old school style. Okay, you guys. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that one. Uh, we had a good, good bit of a rotation of some music. Got some of Ray's favorite jams. I hope he enjoyed it. <laughs> and we are talking with the great one himself, Ray Blakeney. Uh, he's uh, the serial entrepreneur. Uh, he definitely has been successful at bootstrapping multiple six and seven figure location independent online businesses. Uh, you can check him out at rayblinkney.com. Uh, exactly uh, has name spelled. Um, Podcasthawk.com and the the live. I can't say the word. Livelingua. Livelingua.com. And you know, and I checked out Livelingua. You know, and I'm interested in some Spanish. So you know, I've been I've been saying this all all since covid that i was going to learn some spanish before we come out of covid <laughs> you know because i was lucky we're yeah. lucky our business is actually i feel bad saying it is doing really well right now yeah um because everybody wants to learn online everybody's got free time and they got exactly the same resolution you're like 
look, this is an awful time for us, but yeah. if I can at least get out of here and speak another language when this is all over, that's kind of cool, yeah. right? I mean, you know, that'll do a lot for me. So yeah, because I was I was learning and then I stopped, you know. Uh, so I, I definitely want to get back to it. And your website looked like it's the one for me to to, <laughs> to stop at. So I will be I will be going over there and um, signing up. So. You know, so you can see my name through there. Don't be surprised. <laughs> uh, so I encourage you guys to check both of those, uh, well, all three of those out and uh, see what, you know, uh, fits for you. Uh, so, uh, Ray, you know, we were talking on the other side here and, you know, something that jumped out. To- Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. I mean, uh, right away is that, you know, people, you know, we, we talked about the, the time aspect, you know, but people, you know, they let that, that look, they let that money aspect of them like, oh, well, I get, maybe I need to get this business plans together. <laughs> I've never had a business plan in my life. I've never written yeah. one. I looked it up once on Google and I'm like, that seems like waste of time. Yeah, so I, then I didn't oh, do it. Man, I, I never have either. So. <laughs> So, so what can, what can you say to the people about, you know, just, just the importance of just starting uh, where you are with what you have. And that's, that's a, that's a quote that I, I have coined from uh, Rose, uh, Franklin Roosevelt. Um, you know, he, he famously said that. Uh, so what can you, what, what can you say to the people to just inspire them, encourage them, motivate them about, you know, that money aspect of it? Like, you know, Hey, you, you can do this with, just a little bit. Yeah. So I'll put a little caveat in there. Online business is where it's at. Do you know, if you're looking to start a restaurant down the street, yeah, I don't know how to bootstrap that. I mean, you know, you got to rent the place, you got to put the facilities in there. People are thinking about the old way of launching businesses, right? That's what right. people, you know, I need a, I need a place on main street. I need to put up billboards in my town. That's what costs money. And that's why everybody today thinks that Starting a business requires me to go to the bank, take out a loan in order to do all this stuff. Online is not the case. So my biggest business, LiveLingua.com, third largest language school in the world. Guess how much we spent to launch the first year to launch it? Um, I mean, you, when you look at that website, you would think that like you invested probably like, uh, about 10 grand, five. That's how much a domain name and one year of hosting on Bluehost cost when we launched that website. So we've obviously put more money into it since then, but that's all it took. And that's all it takes today. Maybe it takes $70 now because maybe prices have gone up (laughs) a little bit for domain names. But really starting a web, an online business, that's how much it costs. You go and get your domain name, whatever it is. Don't think too much about it. People sometimes never start businesses, but they're looking for the perfect name. You know, it took me like 10 seconds to go live lingua. 
I have no idea what it meant. I'm like, it sounds good. Let's go and get it. It's available. <laughs> and that's it. Because yeah. businesses generally don't succeed or fail because of their name. Nike right. is not Nike because it's called Nike. I mean, it could have been called anything and it would still be like, you know, a famous sports brand. Coca-Cola is not one of the biggest companies in the world because it's called Coca-Cola. It, you know, it could have been called Pepsi and it would still be the company company it was today. Don't worry about your names. Online, it's even less important because you can change your name tomorrow. Um, you know, you just, I bought a new domain. They caught, that cost me $9 and now I just copy and pasted you know, my old website onto the new one and now we're a new different brand. It's very easy for you to do. So that's number one for the money, right? Everybody's like, oh, it's going to cost me a lot of money. It's not. The second place people think it's going to cost them a lot of money is I need a programmer to put up a website. Totally, totally false. Um, the most common way to do that these days is a software called WordPress. Uh, you're probably familiar with it, Marcus, but almost, mm -hmm. you know, it's, if you know how to use Microsoft Word or PowerPoint, you can probably figure out WordPress. If you sign up for most of the major hosts that are out there, it's just a one-click install. They, they ask you when you sign up, would you like us to put WordPress on your site? And you say, yes. Mm -hmm. And WordPress is on your site. Yeah. You want to spend a little bit more? You spend $50 for the, a pretty theme. You can buy off of sites like themeforest.net. You mm -hmm. just go there and you find a theme you like, you upload it, and you're done. You have a beautiful looking website. You have to fill in the text and replace the images with your images because they'll come with stock photos. But you don't need anything that's programming. It will look like a PowerPoint page and you just drag and drop your image in there and you know change the text around. Yeah. Hit save. Your website is out there. Then you just have to get in front of the right eyes. And that's work, not money. Show up on podcasts. You know, write write articles for other people on other people's websites and offer them articles. It'll take you six months. It'll take you a year to start getting some traction. But in none of those, except for that 60 bucks you spent at the beginning, did you spend any money? So if you have $60 and are willing to put in the work, you can build a six and seven figure online business. I love it, man. You know, you, you, you take me back here, man. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it, it, it did people who, who do this, you know, it, you know, myself included, you know, uh, I, I think sometimes like I, I think initially, you know, there there was a, a little bit of like, you know, oh, man, I, I wonder if like, you know, I'm doing this, doing this wrong, the wrong. <laughs> and, I, and you know, I, I, there was some doubts, and it was like some little bit of guilt. You know, I, you know, I like, oh man, I, I probably shouldn't tell anybody how I started my business. <laughs> like, if if I told people I started with twenty dollars, you know, with, with my account in negative, like, you know, there might be some shame there. Was, was, yeah, it, no. was there ever any feelings like like that? Of that, of that sort? Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, we were not an overnight success, right? As I said, yeah. you know, we. Our online business started making more than our business that was here. I'm a computer engineer. My wife is a bilingual teacher, so she speaks English and Spanish. Right. It took us about six years to make more money than we would have made just working for somebody else in the United States. Yeah. I mean, we were making enough to live. We were living in Mexico. That gives you a huge advantage, right? If I was living oh, in New yeah. York City and all the rest of it, we couldn't afford to live on what we were making. But here, we lived comfortably, like middle class, right? Um, but it took us six years to get there. So I joke because a few people said, Ray, why don't you write a book because about business? And I'm like, well, my book about business would be how to build a seven-figure you know, business in a decade and nobody would buy it because that's <laughs> not what people want to hear. Yeah, right? They, they want the 30-day, they want yeah, the 90-day exactly. maximum, right? I don't know how to do it. I have a lot of friends who run successful businesses. They've never done that. I haven't met almost anybody who's done that. Problem yeah. is we watch TV. And we see yeah. these stories of the get that kid who launched an app and in like 60 days, Facebook bought it for $40 million. Buy a lottery ticket. 
chances of you being that kid who makes an app that sells for $40 million is probably less than you winning the lottery tomorrow. Mm. If you're willing to put in the work for five or 10 years, you can change your life. I know it sounds like a lot, but you know. And that's typical, you know, five, 10 years is typical. Like I'm, I'm at my five year mark now, you know, and like, and, and I, and you're right, you know, you, you just right, you know, um, and had I uh, kept going with my first, first venture, you know, like, uh, I probably would be a millionaire right now, <laughs> but like, you know, I scrapped it. <laughs> so, like, so yeah, so, you know, it, I, I think it's really hard to like remove that, you know, that, that Hollywood glamour, uh, and that sexiness around, you know, um, <laughs> being, starting a business or, you know, so it's, yeah. Even if you make a lot, you have to put the money back into it, right? I mean, you know, we have successful businesses. I drive a Hyundai. I mean, you know, luckily we're at a point maybe, you know, we could buy another one, but it gets me where I need to go. I'm kind of cheap too. And I think that's a useful skill for a bootstrapper because otherwise I'd be like, yeah, let's go out and buy a new Benz. I'm like, no, no. For that money, I could probably, you know, invest it back in my business and five years down the road, I'll, you know, I could buy 50 Benz for, you know, what I just invested now. So you have to kind of have that long game in mind. Um, And you get to a point where you're like, okay. I think they've done a study, right? Seventy, eighty thousand dollars. After that, you're not like any happier making more, right? Mm-hmm. So if you made one hundred and twenty grand, I think most most people will be like, "Yeah, that's awesome. Ten grand a month, I'm good." Mm-hmm. Would you be that much happier if you make twenty grand a month, thirty grand a month, forty grand a month? What would you sacrifice for, right? Are you going to be able to give up your family and your friends and all the rest of it to get up to that level? I'm not looking to base, build Facebooks. I'm looking to build yeah. three seven figure businesses and run those. That's it. Low seven figures, we're good. Location independent businesses. That way, if any one of them goes under, I'm like, yeah, well whatever we're fine exactly. right um but i don't want to build a 10 million 50 million 100 million dollar business that's a totally different animal my wife and i travel you know two or three months out of the year we just had our son about eight or nine months ago and we want to travel with him if i was running a 40 million dollar business no i got to go into the office every day i'm going to be working 15 yeah. hours a day i got you know people and looking over my shoulder with a board of directors who are telling me we've got to do this 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 and this otherwise yeah. we kick you out no right now i take days off when I want. I work when I want. I work a lot, but I can take the afternoon off if I feel like it. And nobody's going to say no, because we're not that big, you know, by in the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, a business that's one, two, three million dollars is not that big. It's still considered a small business. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's a total different, you know, uh, way of approaching it and way of looking at it. And I, I think, you know, what you just alluded to is just really being able to identify what your values are. Um, I think people don't, you know, um, are not really clear in terms of what their values are. They they find that out like kind of later on, like in, in, I, I, I did that. The first I did. Oh, no, that's why I'm laughing. I'm yeah, like, so. yeah, definitely. You think I had, I knew what my values were when I started my first business? Yeah, no, I just I thought like, it'd be fun. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And it was fun. And you know, and, you, know, you and burn was, out and then you're yeah, like, wait a minute. Right, yeah. yeah. I, I was yeah. spending, spending crazy money and, uh, you know, and like doing stupid stuff and like, <laughs> and, you know, man, and, and uh, find yourself like looking at yourself like what the hell was i doing you know, so, <laughs> so, many so, many times so yeah so what can what, what can we do to warn people uh you know before they before they you know make this you know, the same you know i i guess we can't call them screw us because like it's good experience you know because it's made us wiser now um for where we are now uh so what can we do to like kind of you know give people like hey you know this is what you need to look out for you know, uh, you know, this is what you need to do to get your get yourself in check to kind of know what your values are. Yeah. So 
I'll actually take a slightly different angle. I'm going to tell people to make mistakes. Um, you know, because I think that's how we find what's important to us. Mm. There's no right, you know, there's no easy answer, right? It's like what's important to me might not be important to you, might not be important to the whoever's, you know, if you're listening to this podcast right now, might be totally, totally different, right? right? So there's no easy way. But the only way to find out what your values are is to find out what your values aren't. Right. So if your values are I love money, and then you find out that that's value, more power to you. I mean, that's fine. But you need to figure that out. The only way you're going to figure that out is kind of making a mistake either with money or without money. And then saying, oh, that worked with who I am. That helped me become more of who I am or that helped me become less of who I am. So I don't think there's a shortcut, right? I think right. the key here is that you have to go through and do these stupid things. Like, you know, one of the things I always talk about is I blew so much money at bars and clubs when I was in my 20s. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I don't remember what it was a shot, like 10 bucks or something like that at a bar. <laughs> but the only reason I regret it is because I did it. If I never did it, I probably regret more saying, ah, I wish when I was in my 20s, you know, I went out and you know, hung out with my friends and did all these crazy things. I don't because I did do that thing and I learned from it. Um, mm -hmm. I learned from the businesses that didn't work. One of the things I like to say is you need to learn to redefine failure if you want to be an entrepreneur. So a lot of people think failure is when a business did not work or okay. your idea didn't work. I think that's wrong. Failure is the day you stop trying. So if your idea didn't work and you move on to another one the next day, you didn't fail. Yeah. You know, you learned a ton. You came out of that. You might even have some resources from that business that you can move on to your new idea. It might have given you the idea for your new business because you're like, oh, this failed because I didn't have this. Let's do that. Um, but if you fail the business and then you go and get a job, mm -hmm. then you failed. Or you, you just quit entirely and like, I'm not going to work anymore. Then you fail. So if you look at fail, you know, if you look at these business, businesses that don't generate income as just a step on the process, yeah. as you know, you wasted your time, you wasted your money, but you didn't fail. Then you look at it a totally different way. And then like 10 years down the road, you're like, yeah, I learned a whole ton from all those businesses that didn't work, but none of them were a failure. I mean, they all got me to where I am today. None of those, you know, without any, without any one of those, I wouldn't be where I am today. Right. So. It totally changes your perspective and it helps you figure out those values that you were talking about, right? Because your values are getting built up um, over the last, you know, over 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, however long you do it. I like that. Yeah, that's that's real cool, right? Thank thank you so much for that. Uh, so, so race, you know, speaking of like just, you know, things that like we, we, we tend to like, you know, uh, do wrong, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things I've, I've seen, <laughs> you know, seen come through me, uh, come past me that's wrong, like, you know, like. What's, what's like these things that people do wrong with podcasts? Like, you know, um, you know, you, you got, you come to learn some best practices when, when it comes to like, you know, pitching uh, to podcasts, you know, what are some of those, you know, that, that, that you can share with us? Sure. So the first one is making your, you know, outreach email or your whatever application a little too generic. Hey, I was surfing the web and I came across, you know, we all, <laughs> yeah, you're laughing because I know you've gotten those, right? I mean, you know, yeah. everybody sends those. So try to personalize. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. 
Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Is it a little... Add a little of your personality to it. Um, you know, whenever I reach out to people, I, you know, when I was reaching out to you, I think I might have mentioned it. I mentioned I'm a semi-professional sword fighter. That gets people <laughs> answering, whether I get on the podcast or not, right? They're like, what? Well, what are you talking about? It's true. I'm not making it up. You know, I've been practicing a Japanese martial art called kendo for the last 20 years. So I yeah. competed in the U.S. So, you know, put something about yourself in yeah, there. Yeah, and that, I respect that, that you know. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, dude, I that's cool. I want to find out more about this yeah. guy. So put put something in there with you when you're reaching out. Um, one of the things that's worked pretty well for me is I have a media kit that I host on one of my, you know, just on one of my websites and you, I just put a link in there. So the initial pitch is short because people are busy. If you're, especially if you're reaching out to those top podcasts in the world, they get thousands of pitches every day. They're not going to read your whole life story, but if your initial pitch is just a few lines long and gets the interest, but you say, Hey, you want to find out more? Here's my media, you know, here's my media kit. Here's a little bit more about me, whatever you want to call it. Click on that and you have a well presented media kit with, you know, your experience and all the rest so they can, dig in deeper. That helps the response rate as well. And it's like everything else in life. It's about what value you can give to the person who's going to interview you. So if you're reaching out to podcasts, make sure you can, you're saying I can, you know, I can help your listeners because that's what any podcast host wants, right? Right, right. It's not really about the host or their ego. It's about everybody who's listening to the show. That's what we're here for. That's, that's why we do these podcasts. So you do that and Hope for the best. I mean, it's like everything else. Um, if you're doing an email outreach, generally you can expect one to three percent response rate. You do personalized, I generally get about a six to twelve percent response rate. I spend a little more time and kind of try to personalize it, maybe even open up the basic, you know, the website just to see what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in the niche, for example, business podcast, everyone kind of covers it a little differently. So try to address that in one line. It'll take you like five or ten seconds just to put one more line in there, but it'll make all the difference in the responses that you get. Yeah, it definitely does because man, I, I didn't gotten like whole you know book chapters and, yeah. and I'm like and, and and like what is this man? <laughs> like, I, like you know you could have just kept it brief and just you know and then you know so, and then seeing your media kid like it, it it made me just made me upgrade mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I went and upgraded my my my, my own personal uh, brand media kit and the one for the tire. Well, if you guys are looking for media kits, yeah, so, pretty soon yeah. in the next month we're going to have them for free on Podcast Talk. We're going to have a free oh, package. Nice. You can download five templates for yeah. media kits. So all you got to do there is go in there, fill in your photos and all the rest of it, save us a PDF, okay. and you'll get your own media kit done for okay. you on our website. Well, I'll make I'll make my uh, the ones for all of the shows on on podcast hot then. <laughs> you know, so that saves some time then. Yeah. <laughs> We have a graphic designer. I trust me. I didn't design that thing. If it was up to me, it would look like a five-year-old did it, like you know, with right. drawings and all the rest. But I'm awful at those kind of things. So, okay, cool, cool. Yeah. So, so with the uh, the also, you know, you know. So once, once, once they're booked, um, you know, is there is there any anything else like you know that you recommend? You know, um, uh, like to further the booking process. Uh, you know that that that's that you said that, that has been successful for you. Definitely. So there's a few things. Um, okay, I'm going to give a little bit of a background here to tell you why I know all these things. Uh, just because I built Podcast Talk, but I'm also as a thing I'm doing I'm doing the 1,000 podcast project. So my goal is to appear on a thousand podcasts. I'm well, only cool. about 50, I'm about 60 of the podcasts into it yet, so I still got a long way to go. But yeah, I, what I'm doing I'm when I'm on this podcast for you, man. 
Exactly. Well, exactly. I got I got about twelve on on, on my neck. Oh, there you so, go. That'll you know, that'll that'll add that'll some numbers. We'll talk after we're here. <laughs> yeah, after, after the show, right? <laughs> so the idea is, I'm actually tracking a lot of the things that you know podcasters do before the podcast as well, and after the podcast with their communications. You'll be shocked at the number of podcasters who actually have no reminders for their podcasts, right? Nothing that says, hey, remember, tomorrow you have a podcast. Marcus, I know you do have a reminder for the podcast, right? That, you know, mm -hmm. remember, tomorrow you have an appointment. I was shocked that 70% of them don't. So what I yeah, recommend they is like, they don't. I, I was I, just I, like, I've been on some and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> exactly. They don't prepare all the rest of it. So what you can do is this is add to your media kit. Make sure that there's some topics you can talk about. So some of the less, less experienced podcasters. They kind of have some direction. Otherwise, I have been on a few podcasts where, wow, they, yeah, they just were all over the place, right? And they weren't prepared. Secondly, make sure you do the scheduling for them if they don't. So put it in the calendar, invite them to it too. Put a reminder in for yourself. We're all so busy these days. It's only happened once, but I missed one podcast because they didn't send me an invite. And I just totally, I had like five meetings that day. I totally missed it. I mean, I totally forgot that we had booked it. It was not, there was no reminder emails. It was nowhere on my Google calendar. It was just two hours later, they emailed me. Where were you? I'm like, who are you? And why was I supposed to be, why was I supposed to be there? Because they sent yeah. me no information. And the final thing is try to have a headshot or some photos ready because most people who have you on their podcast will ask for that. You know, they put it on their podcast covers on their episodes or something like that. So if you have one just sitting on your computer, That'll save you a little time. It makes things a lot easier for the podcaster as well. Um, you can just pass over the headshot and they can take care of a lot of the stuff for you. So that's kind of what I do. That's what I recommend on the prep side. Um, and answer any any questions that they send. But sometimes they will send you pre-questions. I've been on some bigger podcasts for, you know, Chris Gillibo from the Side Hustle School. I was on his. Whew, he has a whole team. He had like a reporter from his team contact me, interview me before the podcast, pass <laughs> the questions on to them, and then do it live on his show, right? Hey, so that's pretty damn cool. That man. is, yeah. Most trust me, most <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> exactly. Most podcasters, in fact, he's the only one in the 70 podcasts I've been on that has done that. But I mean, you know, just answer everything that people send beforehand because podcasters yeah. appreciate it. I mean, if you're not taking the time to answer their question before showing up on their show, it makes their work harder and it shows that you're not really respecting their work. Right. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, you know, especially like, man, I, I, I definitely have like, you know, um, yeah, I, I didn't been booked on podcasts and, and they didn't even show up. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, wow, was it something I did? <laughs> well, yeah. that's actually something else to remember. I've been yeah. on the 70 podcast. Two of them actually never got published. I mean, the podcast just yeah. died and I know the episodes never got released. So have that kind of expectation that like not everyone, you know, if, if you get on a big one and established one, the risk is a lot less. But if they're just starting off, there's a decent, you know, there's about 10% chance that your interview will never see the light of day. Yeah. And that's strange. Yeah. Well, it's not strange, but, you know, it it tends to happen with, with, mm -hmm. with some of these some of these guys out here that's um, still newbies or just or, you know, maybe it's something. It's not. It's, I, don't, I, I can't say it's personal, you know. You know that because uh, I, I I don't do it to people, but <laughs> I don't. They don't know realize what, how much work yeah, it is to do a podcast, yeah. right? They probably signed up for one of those courses that says all you have to do is buy a hundred dollar mic and you're done. You're a podcaster. Yeah. No, no there, there's a lot more work to being a podcaster yeah, than that, right? It so. is. Yeah. So that's a, that's a whole another episode. And I, I, you know, I, I probably should, you know, I probably should cover just an episode specifically about that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it really, it really bothers me having, having done this so long now. Mm. Uh, so, so, you know, in, in terms of just, uh, just what, you know, what, what we can expect, you know, from, 
from from you, you know, uh, in the future, you, you, is there is there more things that's turned into your head, you know, that um, that you're going to evolve and, and do uh, in the future here? Yeah, uh, it's going to be a podcast. Hawk is actually the now. This is like three to five years in the future, so nobody should be going and looking for this thing right now. But a podcast talk is actually step one in what I want to build. Um, in the final step, I'm going to be using the money from Podcast Hawk to kind of invest in that. So it's kind of, I won't be, again, taking outside money. There's a software out there called Ahrefs or SEM Rush for anybody who's in the online marketing space. Essentially, you go out there and it gives you all this information about websites, right? What do they rank? What are their keywords? All that kind of stuff. I'm building that for podcasts. So you can go in there and figure out, okay, the number one podcast in this category, these are the words that they use. This is how many episodes they have. They have an average review here. The average episode length is this. So if you're launching a podcast, as a podcast, you can go in there and like, okay, what do I need to compete with Joe Rogan? You know, what are the things that Joe Rogan's doing that I can copy? So we're going to have this analytics engine that's going to kind of go in there and provide you guys like all this data on all the podcasts on the web, including, you know, website traffic, all the rest of it. So that's what we're building up to. But that's a much higher level. I need to get some, you know, people know a lot more about computer programming than I do in order to do that. That's like data analytics, artificial intelligence, all the rest of it. So right now we're starting podcast talk. That's the base. And then we're going to start adding more data on top of that over the next three to four years and then eventually kind of make it public give everybody access to it for a fee and say, Hey, you can check out all the podcasts and you can say, okay, this is what I need to do to beat them. And we'll be helping you do that. <laughs> oh man, I'll be the first customer. So let me know when the beta is coming up, man. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I have no date. As I said, I even, I have a yeah. name, I have the domain, but it's not even, yeah, there's nothing there. You go there, the website will break. Yeah, I mean, there's I'm, nothing there. I'm only knocking on your door. <laughs> like, Ray, when is that, when is that software coming? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be, contacting you in three years like hey it's just it's three years now <laughs> i'll do it i'll do it i mean that's one of the things i do what i say i'll do so you know it, it will be there it's yeah. just gonna take a little bit of time <laughs> okay yeah ray got some cool stuff man so uh you know we got some, you got some cool stuff available uh, so so now uh, as we as we roll in here you know yeah, we we got uh oh we we go over time so <laughs> hey when you're having fun you just lose track of time so easily That's so, it. so so if you I'm gonna give you some final words to say and then you know with that you can also you know leave leave you know where we can find you at if there's any you know any particular contact information other than the websites you know you can definitely drop that as well. Yeah. So yeah, the easy one is all my business websites. You contact them live link with podcast talk or rayblakeney.com. Email the people there. Ray Blakeney will come straight to me. Just a contact form on the bottom. You want to get in touch with me. I love talking online business. This is my sport. I was that little skinny Filipino kid when I was growing up. So I was awful at sports, but this <laughs> is my sport now. Yeah. Um, so I love talking about this kind of stuff. You go to Live Lingua, you go to Podcast Talk, you contact us there. It'll go through customer service, but say, hey, this is for Ray. They'll pass it on to me within an hour. So I mean, it'll, it'll come straight to me. On social media, it's a little bit harder because... In fact, the whole Ray Blakeney website, I only put it up like a month ago because people kept on asking me is like, where can we find out more about you? And I kept on sending them to my businesses. My point is, I'm not a personal brand, right? Mm-hmm. You know, some people go out there and like build a personal brand. I'm not. I build businesses. It's not the Ray Blakeney business, right? It's I build mm-hmm. businesses. I don't want them to be about me. But if you do want to get in touch with me, I'm old school Facebook. Just look me, look up, you know, Ray Blakeney. Uh, there's a picture of me actually practicing kendo so if you look to see somebody sword fighting you found the right one um mm-hmm. so if there's anybody else out there that's not sword fighting that ain't me so get in <laughs> touch with me i'll accept it just let me know you heard me on the show and i'd love to chat perfect perfect well thanks a lot ray we really appreciate you so much 
Uh, so, you know, uh, we will let you cut out of here, man. You know, uh, and, uh, well, actually, you can hold the line. We'll, we'll just throw this thing uh, uh, back to uh, DJ part of the, part of this, and uh, I'll chat with you just briefly here. All right. So, everyone, Ray, Ray Blankley, you know, we got the contact information in the episode description. Uh, take the time out right now, if you haven't already, to share this wonderful episode recording with uh, with someone you know. Someone you don't know, it's always appreciated. Uh, let them know that you heard it here first on the Kinetic PE Mix Show. Uh, I'm your host, of course, Marcus, a.k.a. DJ Potential. Uh, this is the only place where you can make real transformation. Uh, harnessing the power of optimism, hope, and faith, uh, of course, with a little bit of vibe and tunes. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned, stay locked in for the next part of the show. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. song on your phone, in your car, or in aisle 7 of the grocery store, you're not really hearing it. You're not really hearing the hypnotic disco synth as clearly as you could. You're not really feeling the bass line in your chest, and you're certainly not hearing a century of sound innovation. The only way to hear this song the way the artist intended is to hear it on a Denon home speaker. A speaker built with as much craft, dedication, and precision as the music it plays, which means you won't just hear the song, you'll feel it. Denon Home Wireless Speakers, crafted by the sound obsessed, for the sound obsessed.
Second hour, we got Ashley Wood. She she just stepped in on online. Uh, so this is the Connecticut PE Mix Show, hosted by Marcus, aka DJ Potential. So we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna keep rocking real quickly, and then we'll we'll be right right back. Okay, what's going on? This is Connecticut PE Mix Show. We are back for the second hour. The first hour we had Ray Blinkney on, uh, so we we'll catch back up with Ray Blinkley. So we uh we we gonna uh now. Get ready for Ashley Woods. We've been trying to do this interview for a grip now. I know. I'm sorry. I'm glad that we able to get it done. And <laughs> it's, it's been a it's been a while. It's been some ping pong. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, everything happens for a reason. And you know, I'm just I'm just happy to you know be able to have you here tonight uh, on the Kinetic PE Mix Show. Uh, we we tried to do uh, do this on uh, on the on the um, the Transform the Live Show before. Uh, so maybe you, you you are on the right show tonight. So <laughs> so so that's that's probably what it was that like we needed you on on, on our live edition and uh and and for you to be able to talk with the, with the audience out there and uh, for them to get some good information from you and to just uh, hear what you got going on. Um, you know, so you know, with that being said, Ashley, you know, what not you just give us a little introduction? Maybe tell us about your transformation journey from where you started to where you are now. Uh, well, I'm a, a vet from out of the Army National Guard in the regular United States Army. I was a 52 Delta generator mechanic. Um, I had to get out due to um, medical issues with my heart. I got out the service in 2007 after five years and multiple jobs. Got diagnosed with PTSD in 2012. And it's just it's been a, a up and down roller coaster since then. Just you know, finding out things about myself, 
But in the process, I was able to get my degree from Chestnut Hill College. I was able to travel the world, work as a generator mechanic over as a contractor in Afghanistan and Dubai. Um, meet a lot of different and interesting people. Um, I found myself just wanting to be a, a philanthropist right. and just help people uh, not be ashamed no more of uh, PTSD or any mental health condition they might feel as though that they have. And my way of coping and healing with my um, issues was writing. So I'm here because I wrote the book, I Matter. It's an interactive um, affirmation book for the youth. And it's also just me speaking to the younger self and myself, which I wish that people would said these things to me when I was growing up. And so I just try to give back in different ways, uh, whether it's through kids, adults, just try to touch people, let them know that nobody's alone. Somebody out there going through something just as much as you are, possibly even worse. And I just figure out through my journey to suicide attempts that, you know, I got a greater purpose here to serve on this earth. And that's just to, you know, spread love and let people know that they're not fighting this battle with mental illness alone. Yeah, most most definitely. Yeah, so we we yeah we definitely you know uh, first of all we want to thank you for your service, one veteran to another. You know, uh, having coming from like similar you know pathways, you know, uh, and and actually uh, served in the army as well. And so you know, I, I definitely you know can you know identify with the struggle you have like you know uh, walked in and uh, and, and experienced and. And and then for you to take that on, you know, many people just don't just, you know, they they can say, well, I understand, you know, uh, you know, but they, they really don't know until they just 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 put on put on those boots. And and, and then and then, and then you, when you got to take those boots off at night and then try to sleep, it's hard. <laughs> so it's hard to carry all that burden. So, you know, uh actually take take us take us to you know because like you know for me also you know writing was was the way to to really start you know kind of uh eradicating some of those those demons uh was that for you like you, you know was that really where you really started to see some of the work you know really uh starting to to help you with with your healing process you know and you know, you know and outside of like the medication outside of you know they they say oh medication therapy and all that but really was it just being completely honest through through writing form that really did it for you well in my in one of my other books called titled she's ill hmm. it's a mental health self-help book and i tell people one of the things that you have to do when you realize that you have some type of mental illness, you have to acknowledge it first. Right. You have to acknowledge, you have to absorb it. And I acknowledge that I have a condition and I try multiple things and therapy has worked for me. That was my lane. I was not against medicine. I was just scared to take it. Sometimes it's a scary thing with, you know, taking medication that might alter your thinking or your mood. Mm -hmm. So I was a little reluctant. Um, I do take certain cert, uh, medication now uh, to relax my nerves, uh, you know, calm me down. And it hasn't had a big effect overall. So I am happy with that. But going to therapy and just acknowledging I have issues and wanting to help because you can you can uh, say you got this going on, but you have to want the help. You got to right. meet. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do your part. 
So wanting to help and being open to different coping mechanisms and things like that, it helped me. And writing was just the key. It was a way for me to let out my emotions without doing something rationally. Because before, when I got upset, I make rational decisions. Right. And uh, sometimes they put me in a bad place, um, made the situation worse, and sometimes they didn't. So writing was like a blessing in disguise for me. I was able to let out all my frustrations. I wasn't getting attacked at that time. I was just putting all my feelings. And then as I'm writing, I'm calming down. So I tell mm-hmm. people, you have to find that thing that puts you in a space in order for you to calm yourself down and start thinking rationally, collecting your thoughts. Because when anxiety is at an all-time high and you're depressed and you're just constantly dwelling on the problems more than the solutions, you don't think clear and you don't think straight. Once you, once I'm able to write or somebody's able to do that thing that just helps them calm down, you just start to take a step back, take a deep breath in, and you start thinking things a little differently. So that's what writing does for me. It's able to let me think a little clearly than the initial reaction of the anger and the outbursts and all that other type of stuff. Yeah, you you, you said something real key, key inside of there. You you, you said the you know uh, sometimes like we can dwell on things and and then we we will attach to those things that we dwelling on and. And if it ain't like if it ain't the positive things, it, it it will take us down that rabbit hole. It will take us down uh places that like you know we we you know that that's not necessarily going to help us. And um, like you said, you you replaced it with like something that was uh, really really constructive for you. And now people people might hear that and say, well, you know, well, you don't understand. You know, these things are are, are you know they they they're huge, but. You know, what, what do you say to those people? Because like, you know, sometimes people feel like their, their problems are bigger than, you know, bigger than what, you know, what, you know, what they're thinking, you know, but really they're one and the same. Well, listen, everybody has a different mountain of problem and it affects everybody differently. I never want to take from what anybody's going through, uh, making my problems more than what, you know, bigger than somebody else's. I don't, you know, cause it's all about how it makes a person feel. So I never want to diminish anybody's feelings on what they're going through. And sometimes it's hard for somebody to under, you know, understand because they don't walk in your shoes. I don't expect everybody to understand my journey with mental health. What I do want is the respect. Mm-hmm. The respect is due to everybody. So it's just like I respect you, whether it's your, your, your race, your gender, your sexuality. Respect me if I tell you I have a condition. And that's all I want. Because sometimes you're not going to make people see what you see if they haven't went through what you went through. It's sometimes it's hard for people. But if they respect you, that's a start. That's, that's, that's a blessing within itself because at least you have that respect. And people can start to be open. It takes a while for people to come around and understand. And um, your life problems, I, I got to that point. I got two suicide yeah. attempts. So I definitely got to that point where I just didn't feel like nothing was working. You know, and I'm happy that I got out that place and I wasn't successful in those and I got the help that I need. But when I look at depression, it's just that some of us just don't see that light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't we don't see better days. And in, and sometimes it starts with ourselves, who we surround ourselves with, what we're doing. Because sometimes we 
do a lot of self-inflicting wounds right. and we blame a lot of people. If I'm a brain, if I'm if I'm around bad energy and people that don't have my best interests or that's not uplifting me, I'm putting myself in a bad space and it's going to hinder me. So for me to move and do better, I need to take myself out of that space, out of that environment. And sometimes change is hard, but change is needed. A lot of people don't know that sometimes it's really just, you know, the changing of your surroundings. And um, being around different people, and that was hard for me. I didn't want to let go certain people, whether they were family and long-term friends, but they wasn't healthy for me. Right. And they was adding to my problems more than um, helping my problems. But, yeah, I don't never want to diminish, diminish anybody's feelings about what they're going through. And sometimes writing might not work for the next person like it worked for me. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it might be something else. It could be, you know, having a podcast. It could be... Uh, animals. It's just, you got to find you. And sometimes it takes some people longer than others. But I just want people to know there's no problem out there that's that big that you can't overcome. And you might not feel like you can't, can't, but there's no problem out there that you can't overcome. It's just sometimes you don't, you know, you can't get to the solution fast enough. You're not, you know, you don't have the resources out there, but it's just, it's, it's a light at the end of the tunnel. You may not see it. And it might have been dark for a long time, but it's a light at the end of the time. I promise you it is. Because I, I damn sure thought that, uh, excuse my friends. No, you good. <laughs> hey, this is the yeah, show for I, it. You know, we, we, we play all type of like uh, music with cussing <laughs> in it, so you're fine. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. yeah. Everybody's a case-by-case situation. Yeah. But with all cases, I'm telling you, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You just got to find out. You got to find it. But it is yeah. a light. Yeah, and I I think uh, sometimes too, you know the you know uh, the stuff that we going through makes it really hard to see the light. And you you're right, you know if we if we if we can get get something, you know, um, if we can get that voice within us to tell us that like, hey, you know, there's there's something uh, better than this, you know, uh, we can start walking towards it. Uh, so 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 speaking of which, you know. Uh, what you know what you know have you have you used any you know tools that you that or like any skills from the military you know um to to like you know maybe that you kind of kind of look back on and say okay well i you know maybe this wasn't helpful but you know some of this can be applied to to kind of help me you know in in my day-to-day life uh to you know to keep me kind of kind of stable one of the best things in the military that i um i take with me every day is the ability to adapt to change. Yeah. Um, I learned that on the fly at 17 years old, just adapting to different situations, different surroundings. I was so glad to just be around different um, cultures, different people with different backgrounds and upbringings and my ability to adapt to a boardroom, to a regular outside general conversation, a different environment, environment where I have you know, not so many needs, like going to Afghanistan, you know, we didn't have access to everyday things that we take for granted here. You know, I'm waiting two, three weeks for, you know, you know, just deodorant or something to come through in the mail. Right. Or your favorite candy. (laughs) Yeah. Your favorite candy, uh, your drink. And you wait three, four weeks in the mail, you know, for it to come through and then hoping that, that don't get stolen and you don't have to go through the process another three to four weeks. So mm-hmm. 
patience and um, the ability to adapt to different certain situations and environments has been a blessing that I take from the military and that I'm very appreciative of that because I don't know where I would be without having patience and without being versatile and able to adapt to different surroundings and different people. I don't think I'd be this far in life if I didn't go to the military. Yeah, I can't agree with you more, you know, so you you, you definitely like uh, picked out some big ones there. And uh, these are definitely essential things uh, to, to help shape, you know, what we call a leader, uh, you know, patience and the ability to be, a, be adaptable. Um, now, now, in terms of your book, you know, you have a book out now. Uh, now, if there was a page in the book that you, you, you would take people down and, uh, and and lead people to, you know, what, what page would you would you take them to? Uh, I would take them. Uh, my book goes through the alphabet as well. So it's just highlighting different words and affirmations in the alphabet. And I would take them to the letter Z, mm -hmm. um, the last letter. In that book, in that one, I use uh, zero tolerance. So basically, I'm telling the children not to have zero, have zero tolerance for anybody that thinks that they don't matter. Mm. And I use a, a a graphic, and you can see mm -hmm. I have zero tolerance for anyone who thinks I do not matter. And they're standing over top of a judge, teacher, a regular person, and a police officer. Yeah. And I want that to be a very impactful um, page in my book for people because you can't worry and care about what people think of you. Because if you give people that power, it will control you. And you got to just be the best person that you can be. Love yourself and stay true to you are and live your life according to how you want to live. Of course, you know, follow the rules, do what you're supposed to do to be a, a, a upstanding citizen, but do not tolerate anybody disrespecting who you are. Mm -hmm. I don't care what age you are. Respect is, you know, respect is to be given to everybody. Yes, you got to earn it, but I just want kids to know, like, there's a lot of kids out here that's just not loving themselves. And there's a lot of kids, especially African-Americans, it's just looking like why people don't like us like this. Why they, why all these bad things is happening. And I just don't want these kids to grow up fearing to live in a world that they can be a part of and they can be great at. So I just want to push them. Yeah, it's definitely, that's definitely a good message. And that, that's definitely a good page to go to right away. Uh, and, and then we can, and then we can uh, start from there. So yeah, like it, and just that in itself, uh, looking at the state of our country, looking at like you know uh, police brutality and and all and all of that stuff, uh, th th your book is definitely you know timeless for for you know and right on time for um, <laughs> yeah. you know and all of that you know because uh, there's definitely a lot of people who feel like uh, just the, the circumstances at hand has uh, taken a lot away from you know their identity and don't feel like you know you know well how do I how do I operate in this this current system now how do you know, um, how do being a minority, uh, and in, and in our case, you know, we, we're kind of double minority, uh, you know, and if, and if your sexual orientation is, um, also labeled your triple minority. Uh, so, you know, um, and if you got a lot this, of labels, yeah, there's a lot of labels, you know, so, you know, so what does that, so what does that mean for you, you know, um, you know, and how, 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 what is your perspective on it? And, you know, and, and, and what, 
what tools can you give people to, you know, you know, to, I guess, you know, not let it overtake them. You know, uh, definitely your book is one, you know, in, in the Z, the letter Z, it would be, be helpful. But, but what other things and what are, what are insight, other insights do you have? Um, in my book, I have a pledge um, that I want, you know, the youth to understand. And this pledge is this, you know, I'm a future leader, but I want change now. Stop judging me or assume I'm too young and ask me more questions. Stop listening just to reply and listen to me. I belong here just like you. Our journeys may be different, but I matter just like you. I can change the world, too. Just give me the tools and the guidance instead of the stigma and the violence. Love over hate. I will succeed. I am a child of God. I am what this world needs. And I wrote that and put that in the book because I need for people, no matter what color your skin is, but especially for young African-Americans to understand that they belong. Because what has happened this year has kind of gave some people some hopelessness, um, especially older people that just, been fighting this fight for civil rights and equality and to see all that just like what happened this year with um, George Floyd, Ahmaud, um, Breonna Teller, it's like a smack in the face. Like we did all this and to come back to this. So when I made this book and it's in this hard time, I just want people to understand you belong. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, whatever it is you're trying to be, you belong here. And don't let nobody, you know, dictate or change that um, concept for you. You belong here. And I people got to believe that they belong. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's really beautiful. And, you know, I, I really like that you put that message out there. And um, you're really helping the people out there. And, um, you know, and a lot, a lot of jewels you didn't drop here tonight. Uh, now, uh, in in your particular in your particular platform, um, you, you were you were doing some speaking too. Uh, so, have have you did anything uh, in in relation to um, to you know, some of the um, things that have gone gone on, or you just been you know just kind of like you know just continue to encourage people along the way um i did some speaking engagements the the best one i was did was the one in um kentucky um in louisville um and then there uh i was with uh stephen jackson um uh ex-nba player uh that um was very close to george floyd um mm-hmm. some of brianna teller family was out there and i just talked about the mental health aspect about what's going on in this world and how we need to stick together and love on each other and empower each other. Um, this is not the time for hate. This is not the time for jealousy or envy. This is the time to, you know, you know, to be together because this can put a strain on somebody that deals with, um, mental health, uh, the times that we're in now. And on top of that, the pandemic, um, the losing of jobs and just seeing, uh, the high crime rates, um, crime rates and the killings and all that. And then mm-hmm. just seeing the news is like, the news can be depressing in itself, just watching the news. So me being able to talk there in Kentucky, um, that was a great opportunity. And I just look forward to, um, being a talk. 
um, being somebody that's a mentor and a motivational speaker. Uh, I'm the next to try to be the face of mental health, but I want to be because I just feel like, um, you know, that's what God would like for me to do. He would like to use me in that way because I have a lot to say and I'm relatable. I'm transparent. And I'm here to tell people I'm still struggling. Every day is battle. And I think people will, you know, understand my story and like to hear it from me outside of somebody that has a suit and a tie on and look like life is great. And I'm telling them, hey, you know, you do this and you can be like me. I'm taking people on a journey with me. Come on, let's get better together. Let's go on mm-hmm. the top together. And I feel like when people can reach you and touch you, and feel like you're accessible and feel like you're human and like, you know, really understand like, damn, she's going what I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. So I can inspire and help with change a lot more quicker than somebody just writing you a prescription or looking down at you with a suit and saying, hey, you got to do better. No, I'm not. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. song on your phone, in your car, or in aisle 7 of the grocery store, you're not really hearing it. You're not really hearing the hypnotic disco synth as clearly as you could. You're not really feeling the bass line in your chest. And you're certainly not hearing a century of sound innovation. The only way to hear this song the way the artist intended is to hear it on a Denon home speaker. A speaker built with as much craft, dedication, and precision as the music it plays, which means you won't just hear the song, you'll feel it. Denon Home Wireless Speakers, crafted by the sound obsessed, for the sound obsessed. Saying you gotta do better, I'm like, let's do better. Yeah. Sometimes not, you know, what you do is how you do it and how you say it. Yeah. And um, ladies and gentlemen out there that's listening um, live uh, and shout out to um, uh, Ms. Brown out there. Uh, Sharika left us a comment. She said deep uh, with the uh, exclamation points. Uh, so thank you. Thank you for um, to tuning in. And uh, those who are watching, uh, continue to share this out with someone. Continue to um, put put likes on this. And um, uh, actually, uh, Woods is who we have on. She, she does have a, a book out. Uh, she's available for speaking engagements, too, if you want to book her. Uh, as well, we uh, we are in uh, continuing this conversation on the Connected PE Mix Show, uh, hosted by uh, DJ Potential. Uh, so um, so Ashley, you know you you know, people 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 think that like you know um, once you start you know making making progress in 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 your recovery, because uh, you know essentially it is recovery. You know um, you, you come you. you you come back one way and then you, you start doing the work on yourself and, you know, and you get better. And, you know, but sometimes people, you know, uh, 
people who wasn't really supporting you, uh, but they were pulling you, pulling you down or, or talking bad about you. Uh, they don't, they just because like mental health is not something that's physical and you can't see it, you know, uh, they think, well, you, you're the same person or they think that you, you know, you, you're bound to, uh, go backwards or get worse. So, uh, how, how, how have you done with it? dealt with it personally in, in your own life and, and how can you encourage people uh, who you know may encounter this who's like you know uh, putting the work in and you know who's going who's going to take your words tonight and say okay you know what I, I need to start being serious about this but but then they got somebody in their ear saying well you ain't never gonna get better you're not nothing you crazy you know you you know this and that I heard it all I heard it all and some of those people are not in my life at all right now. You know, mm -hmm. I love them from a distance because your mental health and your self care has to be more important, right? Um, to yourself and anybody else, you don't want to consistently put yourself around somebody that's negative and somebody that don't understand. Mm -hmm. Now they are open to try to like you know go to some seminars or sit down, talk to her, read some books, that's fine. But if they're constantly, you know, trying to beat you up and tear you down, you don't need to hear that. That's not, that's not good. That's not healthy. That's not, that's not a sane thing to do. Just constantly be around somebody that's beating you up um, with their words. Cause words are very powerful and they hold weight and they hold even more weight when you're dealing with people who, um, have mental health issues, anxiety, depression, and all that. Uh, I've been through it all. You know, I had friends look at me and, and thought that you don't look like nothing's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't know, it's this, it's this millionaires out here. Mariah Carey, you know, Martin Lawrence, Kevin Love, the NBA basketball player, DeMar DeRozan. They're all very successful. They got lives that people would switch their lives out in a minute to have, you know, um, what they have, but it didn't stop them from going through what they went through. Mm -hmm. It didn't stop them from having any breakdowns, you know, from having any panic attacks, from having anxiety, but don't, you know, succumbing to uh, depression, you know, money. And I just want, want people to understand money doesn't take depression away. If anything, it amplifies it. Right. Um, you know, money might can change the situation, can change, you know, you being able to buy certain things, but it's not going to change what's going on in your head and your heart and your mind. Mm. Can't change that. It's no amount of money that can do, um, change that. So there's people just need to understand how powerful they have to be in a journey to being their best selves. And their mental health starts with you. Until you understand your worthiness, nobody else is not going to understand. You have to respect your worthiness before anybody else respects it. Wow, that's yeah, that's that's real powerful right there. And you know, like man, I I wish I would have heard that. You know, like when I first started, like you know, and like in the midst of like you know some of some of my you know my my deepest work on myself, and you know, because I, I you know I, I was one of those people that got very heavily discouraged, and and I just lash out every time every time I heard something, you know, that would just take me back. You know, uh, and, and I always feel like I was square one. Uh, so so thank you for thank you so much for that. Uh, you know. As as we as we think think um about 
you know, uh, speaking speaking of words, you know, and uh, people people think you know uh, words don't hurt. Um, you know, we we are in this culture now where um, they canceling people left and right, <laughs> so for for things they say, um, you know, even if it was something they said, you know, like uh, years ago, years ago, <laughs> you know. But sometimes too, you know, um, uh, people like um, you know, people on the receiving end of that cancellation, you know, find themselves like you know, like 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 kind of feeling like they're victimized as well. Uh, so, you know, um, what, you know, who, you, you know, now just like looking at this, like from a mental health aspect of it and also just looking at it like, you know, as, as another human to another human, um, uh, what is your perspective on this? Uh, the cancel culture. I, I really feel for people that's in the spotlight. Um, it's like a double-edged sword. People that's not in the spotlight, it's like your voice can't get heard. You know, people don't see your cries, your troubles, your fights, and things like that. When you're in the spotlight, they see it all. But now you got the whole world judging you. And I feel bad for them because they're not allowed to be human, which they are. Um, but because they are having this lifestyle that they have, people hold them to a way higher standard. But I just think, like, what is these people holding themselves to? What standard are they holding themselves to? Mm-hmm. Um you don't have the power to cancel somebody. You know, somebody do something bad, but people making mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. people might be misinformed. People might say some things. You gotta give people a time to grow and glow. And sometimes they might glow faster than they grow as a person, and some and it might catch up with them. But people, everybody makes mistakes. I probably said things that I was misinformed about. And I feel bad because it's just like nobody's not cutting on breaks. And just to have millions of people attack your lifestyle, what you do in your every move. I always said that, you know, I wouldn't mind having the money, but I don't want the fame. Because mm-hmm. they, they're strong people to deal with. I know they, you know, just looking on the comments and just seeing the things. You know, for instance, I just look at LeBron. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's getting it like real heavy now, like even more so now. Like, uh, uh it's um, yeah, you gotta have some thick skin uh, right now. Somebody yeah. to just to be that well decorated and, and not getting in trouble, do everything he can to help people. Y'all really like chopped this man's life up for what? For what? It's is 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 um is very sad, and so I do feel bad for people that have to live their life in a um in a spotlight and, and people who make mistakes. That's in an industry that is life. Um, I try not to get um offended because I live on I live my terms on life about intentional or unintentional. Mm-hmm. You treat people differently that do things unintentional. You just you know that's what you that's what you do and. When people are doing something intentionally to hurt you, that's when you go about things differently. But a lot of people don't do things intentional. And a lot of people don't do things unintentional. So it's just about balance and, you know, judging and going from there. But um, it's tough. And that's why you have to have thick skin. And that's why you have to not worry about a lot of times what people say because people only get in glimpses and picture of you only you know who you truly are you know it's people i've been around for 10 years and 
I seen them change and I thought that I knew them and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I can't worry about what I thought I knew or I didn't know. I just, I got to go with the flow. I got to adapt to, you know, who they are. But I just need to be sure of myself. I think sometimes a lot of people worry too much about what other people have going on. And they need to do that, focus that energy on them, on themselves. You know, people get a lot further if the same energy they put on dissecting somebody else's life when they did it to themselves. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, you know, oh, you, you. I know you got judged a lot about going into the military. Hey, why are you going over there and oh man, war and all that? Like, yeah, you, you my educational benefits. Did you want to take care of my family? Exactly. People said I was gonna get killed. All type of crazy stuff. Yeah. I didn't heard but, it all. Yeah. Not for me. Yeah, nobody was looking up. Yeah, so yeah. Right. What what do y'all have for me? What benefits mm-hmm. are y'all gonna give me a a, a a VA home loan? I don't have to put money down on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang, I'm just asking. Y'all gonna give me these, you know, great healthcare benefits? If you gonna do that, hey, what what I need to sign up at? <laughs> Other than the business, find yeah. the business that pays you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times people don't know how to do that because like they they either don't have business of their own or. Or, you know, like, you know, it's like the old cliche says, uh, hurt people hurt, try to hurt people, you know, so, you know. so And that's why we got to build people up that's not as strong as us to let, you know, certain words bounce off of us. We have to build them up and encourage them and we got to walk with them because a lot of people, people is cruel out here. Words Mm -hmm. used to crush, um, you know, crush me. You know, the other day I had somebody tell me, you know, I'm. I'm broken with a bunch of burdens mm. and I'm just looking at them and I'm like, I see all the things I've done in life and, and how many people's lives I changed and, and, and been there for and done good by. And I'm looking at them and they don't have nothing to show. And it's just like, you know, I'm still amazing diagnosed and all. Yeah. So, yeah, you just, you got people out there like that. And so we got to make sure we build up those people that's not strong enough yet, you know, to deal with, you know, toxic people and things that people say. The talk is a big deal and it's going to keep growing and growing. And that's why I just, I'm just out here trying to spread as much love and um, let people listen to, you know, my story and my journey and hope and hopes that it helps them. Yeah, well, I, I greatly appreciate, you know, like, you know, just uh, being able to know you and and, uh, and and know that you like, you know, really contributing to this this greater, greater uh, thing we call humanity here and and really contributing, you know, to to the healing uh, process that, you know, we all are under, you know, because this because uh, this uh, whole pandemic has been, you know, uh, pretty traumatic for everybody. Uh, so, um, so we need people like you um, to continue to do the work that you're doing. Uh, you are a healer, uh, and um, yeah, we thank you. So, you know, with your book, you know, the the book, uh, give us the book name, and you know, give us, uh, you know, with a couple couple minutes left here, you know, uh, where we can where we can find a book, and you know, and um, and just your website and all that. Well, the book is I Matter. Um, you can catch this on Amazon, or you can go on my website at www.ashley. Um, I am Ashley Woods. Or you can follow me on Instagram. Um, if you're local, I'll come right to you. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Ashley Woods Writes. 
and I'll come right to you, signed and all. That's all right. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah the the book yeah I, I definitely want my kids to read it. You know I think it'll be a, a, a wonderful book for them as well. Uh, so you know I, I got a chance to 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 preview it a little bit uh, um, uh, last month. So. Uh, now that I talk to you now, I can move forward, move forward in the purchase now. So that, so it's, it's in my Amazon cart. So now I can go okay, back. Okay. Now I'll go good. back and I complete the purchase, uh, purchase <laughs> now. I said, she's big time in me. <laughs> Listen, I, I definitely, um, you allow me to be on your platform. I yeah. love what you're doing. And, um, you're my brother, you know, we, yeah. we walk through the same steps. You're my brother out here. So if you ever need to talk and, um, need to vent, I'm here for you. I just want you to know that, you know, I'm glad we finally got the interview completed. Uh, trust me, I have a hectic life and it has nothing to do about being an author. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, the best daughter I can be to my mother. Yeah. So um, I just want to uh, thank you and, um, you know, for your patience and giving me still an opportunity to be on your platform. Uh, very appreciated. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you know you got it, sister. Uh, and so, uh, and and we got a comment from the audience out here. She says, um, "Continue being an inspiration, Ashley." So, you know, so that comes, I will. Yeah, so thank that you. comes straight from the audience out there. So, um, thank thank you so much for that comment. Uh, so, yeah. With that being said, you know, is there is there any other final words, you know, uh, that you might have, or any other other words, anything additional, anything you got coming up, you may want to mention. Uh, um, one final word I want to say anybody that's listening to this interview or catch this interview I want y'all to understand uh, wherever you at in life know that's where you're supposed to be at in life and if you're frustrated you can make the change to make something thing, um, you can make the changes to make things happen um, don't beat yourself up you know, what's meant for you is never going to miss you and um, no matter what age you are no matter where you are in life anything is possible you just put the hard work into it and put the focus and be around the right people. Anything is possible. I'm I'm walking and living proof. I'm 35 and I feel as young as I can. And I'm doing amazing things because I decided to believe that I was an amazing person. I just want to, you know, share that. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls out there, don't forget to share this wonderful episode recording. Uh, we we have the recording available for you, you know, right after the live stream, uh, and uh, you guys will be able to check that out and and more. We have uh, Ashley's uh, website in there as well as the information for the book uh, as well in the episode description details. So if you uh, have more uh, questions and you feel like you didn't get an uh, answer, you'll be able to uh, contact uh, Ashley directly on our website. And for whatever reason you still lost, just get in touch with me. We'll help you out. You know, we, you know, and it costs you nothing to reach out to us. You know, so uh, it's, it's always, uh, stay tuned in. Hey, Ashley, you got a favorite song or something you want me to put in rotation here? All right. Now I, I like, um, I'm I'm on a little baby role. Oh, it's, and, it's uh, a little baby. Okay. Yeah, I like a little baby. Uh, I love emotionally scarred, and um, we paid. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the '90s R&B, but he, yeah. he, he caught my attention. Okay, well, I, I put some little baby on. I, I, uh, and um, and, and then uh, and so we we'll get in touch with each other again soon, right after this. So yes. you know, if you need anything, you know, you, you know, you got it. All right. 
Thank you. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, actually, so I'm about to get back here uh, on this mix board for you guys. Uh, so make sure you again you check you check her out. It ain't the one you wanted, but we got something. <laughs> DJ Potential, Daddy P.E. Mix Show. Shout out to Ashley Woods. Make sure you check out the website. Okay, we're gonna get right back to the old school. Compressor, top 
Shout out to Ashley Woods. We got Ray Blankney coming back up again. DJ going crazy. <laughs> what is the DJ doing? <laughs> going back and forth, that's what I'm doing. Between the old school and a little bit close to the new school. Just playing around a little bit. Just playing around with some stuff. Here we go. All right, one more minute, and we're gonna bring up that Ray Blankney interview. The rest of it coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. Ooh, baby. <laughs> I like this song right here. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. So we about to get right back to that Ray Blankney. You know, Ray Ray is standing by. Ray is standing by. He's been so patient. So we're going to get back to the second part of that. I'm going to have a seat here. I'm going to uh, run a, a a quick quick little glimpse of uh, the Connected PE Mix logo. And then I'll be right back with Ray, my good buddy Ray. So see you, see you in a jiffy.
So we are here. We have arrived, and um, and it's about that time. It's about that time to cut on out. It's about that time for you guys to just uh, whatever you' about to do. I gave you guys a full two hours here tonight. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, this is the longest uh, we have ran the Connected PE Mix show. Uh, we probably do this more often. Tell me what you think. If you if you like if you like the Connected PE Mix to to run, um, you know, marathons like this, you know, maybe we'll run a you know a full uh, marathon of uh, music uh, with like one interview, uh, or maybe we'll do you know um, uh, just a full. Marathon of all music, so we we want we definitely want your uh, feedback. Your feedback is appreciated. You know we do. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're hearing this song on your phone, in your car, or in aisle seven of the grocery store, you're not really hearing it. You're not really hearing the hypnotic disco synth as clearly as you could. You're not really feeling the bass line in your chest. And you're certainly not hearing a century of sound innovation. The only way to hear this song the way the artist intended is to hear it on a Denon home speaker. A speaker built with as much craft, dedication, and precision as the music it plays. Which means you won't just hear the song, you'll feel it. Denon home wireless speakers, crafted by the sound obsessed for the sound obsessed.